0: You are Locked On Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Rams Nation, what is going on? As always, it is your boy, your host, Sosa Cremendes. I'm a fantasy analyst at PFF and your host here at the Locked On Rams podcast, your number one daily podcast covering the Los Angeles Rams and part of the Locked On Podcast Network Before we dive into this episode, which is an interesting one, I wanted to tell you guys that the NFL season is about to begin and nobody covers it like the Locked On Podcast Network. August 30th through September 8th, the Locked On NFL Podcast is previewing every team and every division with the help of Odyssey's lineup of NFL experts. Follow the Ultimate Season Preview 2021 feed on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts to tune in beginning August 30th. Welcome to Tuesday's episode here at the Locked on Rams pod. we got a lot to talk about in this episode, so we may as well just dive into it. And in the first segment, we're going to discuss some of the transactions that the Rams have made to get from 85 players to I think they're down to 81 now. They still need to make a cut or two, so we will continue to update you on that as well. Moving forward, prior to tomorrow's deadline, which I believe is at 4pm Tuesday, just in case you guys are kind of lost on what day is going on here. And in addition to that, my man Brad joined me. We're going to discuss everything you need to know about continuing that schedule breakdown series in segments two and three. We made it, I want to say almost through 12 or 13 weeks at this point. So we're going to release that in the second and third segments. You guys can hear our projections for week by week and sort of our breakdown in terms of what we think The Rams may do based on who they're playing in said week. So make sure to tune into that. But before we get there, I got to dive into this news first. And according to the Rams Transaction Wire, they waived running back Raymond Calais, which we talked about on yesterday's episode. He's injured. This doesn't mean he's going to be off the team. He just needs to clear waivers. And then he's going to revert back to the Rams injured reserve list, I believe. They also waived defensive back, safety, Paris Ford, and quarterback, Duck Hodges. So no real surprises there, I would say. I talked about Paris Ford also being another one of the potential cuts because of how good J.R. Reed and Juju Hughes have played. So that one made a lot of sense, in my opinion. A guy that wasn't drafted as well, coming out of Pittsburgh, I believe it was, this offseason, this draft class. And then Duck Hodges. A little bit unfortunate for him, but... When you look at how Bryce Perkins has played over the last two games, there was pretty much no shot this guy was going to stick on the roster. And I think now, looking back at that last game where the Rams had Perkins play the entire game, even though they did not initially plan for it, I think it probably suggested that the Rams were going to move on at some point. And not only that, but it was clear that Sean McVay wanted to get an extended look at Perkins. And I don't think number 16 gave him any reasons to look in a different direction it's going to be awesome to see Perkins get the entire game now again in this last preseason game, see how much he can develop on a week-to-week basis, and get him as much playing time as he can because this is a young guy who's still developing. So that, I believe, is going to do it for the cuts right now. Moving on to the injury update, Leonard Floyd, Tremaine Ancrum, and Tutu Atwell were all back at practice and did practice yesterday, which is good news, of course. Leonard Floyd especially because he is one of the starters not only on the defense, but one of the most important players on that defense as well. So probably pretty good news looking at the ankle. If he's already back and practicing, suggests that it's not too serious. Tremaine Ancrum, of course, we talked about him having some sort of a little roll up on his ankle, I believe in the game as well. And he sounds like he's going to be good to go in week three of the preseason, which is good because guys like him need those snaps and need to try and continue to develop. So that's good for him. And Tutu Atwell he continued in the game in preseason week two after suffering two injuries, so probably no shock that he's alright in practicing, but of course, it's still good news too. The last two that I see here, according to Jordan Rodrigue, cornerback Robert Rochelle is still wearing a red non-contact jersey, though he is practicing, and I'm not really sure why, because this guy played in week two of the preseason, so I'm not really sure why you want to limit the contact in practice, maybe to just minimize the impact that he takes on that new surgically repaired wrist or whatever but I mean he seemed like he was good enough to play and he had a few snaps out there I don't think he played a ton of playing time so not really sure what that situation is about but it sounds like Rochelle could be able to play if they really needed him to go today but at the same time it's all right you may as well not subject a guy like that who just had surgery not too long ago to unnecessary hits and the final player safety Nick Scott also part of that secondary Jordan noted that he has a large brace around his knee. And of course, there was that scare just a week or two ago where it seemed like Nick Scott might have been lost for the season, though Sean McVay has mentioned Nick Scott will be ready to go for week one and of course that's awesome news because the Rams need to go into this season as healthy as possible and they've suffered a lot of different injuries and even throughout that practice Daryl Henderson the starting running back gets hurt so it just seems like when you get one injury solved and a guy's coming back and ready to go another one occurs and This one is now, I've lost count for how many that is for Henderson, maybe the second or third time he's been banged up. And it's just unfortunate because it looks like he hit his hand or wrist in practice and he might've been just getting it taped up and it might not be anything serious at all. But the theme comes back to Will this guy be able to last 17 games? It's very scary to really have to rely on him, especially when you look at the inexperience behind him at running back in Jake Funk and Xavier Jones, who've never played in the NFL in the regular season, only have two games worth of preseason games under their belt, and now you lose Raymond Calais, so another guy that actually had some NFL experience that you lose, moving Otis Anderson, another undrafted guy with no experience up the ladder. Are the Rams gonna dive into the free agent market in a few days or in a few weeks to address this position? My guess is probably, yeah. I think it would make sense for them to add at least one veteran. I don't know who that might be. It could be a Duke Johnson. It could be someone that comes free from some of these cuts that teams are about to have to make now, of course. Maybe somebody like a Royce Freeman out of Denver. Somebody along those lines. I think the Rams need to add a body here, if not just for the potential injury aspect of moving forward throughout this season if henderson does get hurt what do you do then you really have no clue what you're going to do at this position and a lot of issues start to occur so i think it makes a lot of sense for the Rams to actually go get a veteran right now and at least groom them behind henderson for the following few weeks and just in case something does occur down the line of course you can adjust and change it up but for now henderson looks like he's going to be good to go the only question is can this guy last throughout the entire season that's going to be something that we're going to have to keep our eyes on throughout the entire season. Doesn't seem like there's a great chance per se, but of course, we're never going to wish injuries on anybody. Hopefully, he can make it through. Hopefully, he's okay, and that is going to do it for the injury update situation as well as the transactions thus far. As far as I know, the Rams still need to make at least one or two moves before tomorrow's 4 p.m. deadline, so We'll keep you guys updated on that. And by the way, I'm starting to probably confuse you guys. When I say tomorrow, I don't mean Wednesday. I'm recording this on Monday evening. I mean Tuesday, 4 p.m. So you guys already might be listening to this after the deadline, which the Rams would have obviously made their cuts already. Don't mean to confuse you guys, but by Tuesday, 4 p.m., they will make their final cuts, bringing their roster down to 80. And I'm obviously going to update you guys on that going into Wednesday's episode. So sorry for the confusion, but I think that does it for that in the next two segments, like I mentioned, my man Brad and I recorded our continuation of the schedule breakdown series. I want to say we made it through at least week 12. I'm not sure we're going to get to all of that in the next two segments, but make sure to tune in to hear everything we think from week six, seven onward of how we think the Rams are going to play, the win-loss record, everything in terms of how they stack up against their upcoming opponents and all of that. So make sure to tune into that. And of course you guys can come connect with us on Twitter for all the coverage you need on the Los Angeles Rams. You can find us at QB's MEP and at LockedOnRams. It's that time of year again, and all eyes are now turning to football as teams are back on the gridiron to start the football season. And as always, bet online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including the half-million-dollar NFL Mega Contest and the $200,000 NFL Survivor Contest, which are both open now at BetOnline. You can go head to their website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. Make sure to take advantage of this because it will not be around forever. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports, from football, basketball, boxing, right to horse racing, don't wait and take advantage of all the great offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Got my man, Brad Modder, on the other line. And we've sort of hinted at doing this over the last few weeks. We've talked about the schedule breakdown series, and we've gotten through a handful of weeks for the Rams now, but we are going to dedicate this entire episode to diving into the next six
0: on the schedule. And my man, Brad, I know you're excited for it. How are you feeling, brother? I'm doing great, man. Anytime you get to double down on on the podcast, I'm always excited. And uh, we get to talk about some good games. And you're right. This was a thing where it was like, we must get through this. We said weeks and weeks ago when we started this with the Chicago Bears and both claimed victory over the Bears and Andy Dalton um, that we were going to complete this. So I'm excited to just cruise through these games and, and talk about the slate that we've got over the next uh, – six games across these three podcasts.
1: Most definitely. And the first one we've got to pick up with is the Rams versus the Lions. That's an interesting one, of course. Yes, the Rams are going to be playing against former quarterback Jared Goff. Of course, the Lions are going to be playing against their former quarterback in Matthew Stafford, who was there for like 12 years, I think, which is crazy. And this one, I think, is a little bit interesting, of course, because... There is those backstories there. And then there's a lot more to that as well. I mean, you got Brad Holmes going from the Rams front office after 18 years with the Rams. Now the general manager with the lions and, you know, he brought over some other coaches like Aubrey pleasant, for example, and a handful of other guys, Ray Agnew. And so there's a lot of ties between these two teams, but uh, the game prior to this was the Rams and the giants. And I believe that was on the road. And this one is going to be at home for the Rams. And it's an interesting matchup because, the Rams should be favored in this game quite significantly. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure. Right. I mean, you're looking at the lines as probably one of the worst teams in the NFL this season, unless something crazy or drastic happens, I'm personally expecting them to be a bottom five roster, you know, somewhere around there. And yes, of course they do have Michael Brockers as well. Um, I'm going to hand this one over to you first. What are you kind of looking out for in this game? You know, and, um, I guess we can share our predictions as well. What do you think is going to happen in this contest between these two teams?
0: Yeah, I've been a junkie for preseason football, so I actually watched a little bit of Lions game. Nikel Roby Coleman is on the Lions. They picked him up a uh, a couple weeks ago, and uh, he was out there playing. I think this is going to be cool for many reasons. I hope it's a standing ovation for Jared Goff. There's a lot of, like, the internal hate and dislike for him through the turnovers and kind of the downfall. And but he was always a solid dude for us, played a lot of games, never complained, um, was number one draft pick that took us to Super Bowl. So I'm expecting all of those guys returning to really just be just full of love from the from the crowd and and just cheering for him. But as the game goes, like you said, there's not much really to talk about there because this should be a beatdown, right? Like mm-hmm. they're a team that's gonna be probably playing for a number one pick. I'm also curious to see Because Goff played pretty well in the preseason, right? I think it was 6 of 70 through. It's against a second-team defense. But I'm curious to see, what is Jared Goff's, like, second life like does he kind of get back to himself or is he in a shell like he kind of seemed like he was last year and a half two years with the rams um i think again uh the rams just have way better players on both sides of the ball so this should be you know a 10 plus point victory for the rams but i'm just going to be excited to see jared goff go up against this defense and you know jalen ramsey all those aaron donald's got to be you know just licking his lips and and being ready to just take him out and uh you know no uh no more red jerseys during practice that he was used to for a long time so uh i'm excited to see these guys go up against it but this should be a big win for the rams um if if this is close then we're in trouble and maybe we've got some injuries but if we're all healthy to this point this should be a a pretty easy uh start to a stretch that we'll talk here where we should be stacking up some wins
1: yeah i totally agree i think this one has to be a win for the rams but on the other side of the coin too it's like you're going to be looking at guys that the Rams sort of kick to the curb in Michael Brocker's Jared yeah. Goff and they're going to be motivated I'm sure to try and Very spoil true. this, you know, home victory for the Rams or whatever and uh, that's going to be interesting to see but like you mentioned I just think the Rams have way too much class and too much uh personnel advantage here. It's just the Lions like you said are going to probably be fighting for a number 1 pick, never mind, you know, trying to make the playoffs. So Just think the Rams and the Lions are in two very different places. The Rams trying to go to a Super Bowl. The Lions potentially fighting for the number one pick. And they're not going to admit that, right? That's not the case here. Of course, nobody's going to be ready to just lose. But their roster suggests that they're probably closer to that end of the spectrum. So uh, it is going to be fun to see Jared Goff come back to town. Michael Brockers hopefully get a standing ovation, like you said. Nikel Roby Coleman, too. I mean, he sent the Rams to the Super Bowl. And um, that's going to be great. But I do think, like you said, too. Aaron Donald might actually try to kill Jared Goff. I mean, this guy is not being able to touch him for you know four or five seasons, and now he's going to have free reign to try and go after this guy like a tiger chasing a gazelle in the Serengeti or something. <laughs> man, it's going to be interesting to see uh, because Jared Goff is not a mobile guy, and I think Aaron Donald is more than proven he can get to quarterbacks and especially guys that can't move around. He can devour those guys in a pocket. So. Like you said, I definitely do think this is going to be a big one for the Rams. And this is a simpler part of their schedule because after this game, the Rams then hit the road, go to Houston to play maybe the worst team in football in the Houston Texans. And of course, there's a lot of question marks there. Is Deshaun Watson going to be playing this year? Is he not? Is he going to be back on the field at this point in the season? Is he not? Does he deserve to play at all? I don't know. It's hard to say, you know, we're not here to discuss that too much, but What we are going to say is the Texans, when you look at their roster top down, as it stands right now, no Deshaun Watson, this roster might be the only one in the NFL that is actually worse than the Lions roster. I mean, it is bare and it is bad. And I think, you know, going and hitting the road here for the Rams, especially after stringing together a win or two, like we expected against the Giants and the Lions in the previous two weeks the Rams can really start to roll that ball of momentum here and get a three-win streak going. I think that's where I'm going to head with my prediction. But Brad, what are you looking for in this game? And I think we're probably on the same page here (laughs) in terms
0: of a winning streak for the Rams. We better be, or I'm on the wrong podcast because it's the Houston (laughs) Texans. And it goes into that, they fall into that category of, what the heck QB is this going to be, right? We've got the bears week Mm -hmm. one. We've seen early preseason uh, fields looking pretty good, but all signs are pointing to Andy Dalton. We go week two Indianapolis is Carson Wentz healthy. Maybe, maybe not. And then we come down here to week eight on Halloween. By the way, that's October 31st, Sunday. All the games are being played on Halloween, which is kind of a little little spooky addition there. What quarterback are we going to get? And does it matter? I would lean towards the second part of it doesn't matter. I think this is one of these things where the Rams and Sean McVay can really sell to the team. You know, coming off of going back a few weeks is the Seahawks on a Thursday night, uh, week five, and then we go Giants- Detroit and Houston you're looking at okay if we're stacking up wins and if you're gonna cash my bet and I've got the Rams over at 11 and a half wins then you get 12 wins for me I put $100 down on it um mm-hmm. that uh, that's a game you gotta win if they lose that game I'm gonna be looking to maybe cash out my bet if I can at that point but uh it's just the talent doesn't match up and it also back-to-back weeks with seeing some old faces Brandon Cooks If he's still there, Um, I assume he will be, but uh, it'll be another reunion uh, piece that took us to the Super Bowl. So uh, throughout this whole season, obviously with guys moving around, you'll see that a lot, but another good face to see. I'm always a huge fan of Brandon Cooks. And um, yeah, I think that's another easy win for the Rams. They play well on the road. Houston is going to be another team that probably with the Lions is looking at that top five pick and and where they're going to (laughs) go. So who's that quarterback? Don't think it matters. Two dubs in the first segment. Oh, there's just so many
1: questions about this Texans team. I mean, yeah. if you're a Texans fan, you should just be hoping for Owen seventeen or I guess one in sixteen to just save yourself some shame <laughs> to be quite honest with you. Don't want to be the first team to go Owen seventeen. Yeah, right? Right. So, I guess so. Um but you you want that first overall pick. So I don't think they're going to compete too much with the Rams in this one. It is going to be cool to see Brandon cooks like you mentioned. Um, But I do think the Rams are just so much better here. So hopefully they can start to string that three game winning streak together here. That would obviously send them off into the latter half of the season in a good position, especially because the next two games or the next three games even are a little bit tougher for the Rams as they go against the Tennessee Titans, the San Francisco 49ers, who they lost both games to last year. And of course, the Green Bay Packers who the Rams did play in the divisional round of the playoffs last season as well. So make sure to stick around for the next segment when we dive into the next two games between the Titans and the 49ers. And of course, make sure to tune back in here every day at the lockdown Rams podcast to get all the news you need on your Los Angeles Rams. The second sponsor is rock auto. If you guys haven't vehicle, I know you've went through the pain of trying to order something or needing to wait for your mechanic to get something in his shop or her shop, taking a long time, costing a lot of money, you don't have to go through this trouble anymore. Rock Auto will take care of that for you. They are a family-owned business, and they've been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. If you're a do-it-yourselfer or a professional, and you're just looking for reliably low prices, you should check out Rock Auto. They have everything you can imagine for every make and every model, so they've got you covered, and all you have to do is go check on their website at rockauto.com. They've got amazing selections, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com and write locked on in their how did you hear about us so they know that we sent you. Betting on the NFL doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked On Bets Podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's Lock of the Day. Follow the Locked On Bets Podcast brought to you by BetOnline.ag wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to the second segment here of this Schedule Breakdown Series special episode. Man, that's a lot of S's. (laughs) With my guy, Brad. Brad, my friend, we're getting halfway through this schedule now. And of course, we talked about the Rams entering... This game against the Tennessee Titans on a three-game winning streak. We both have the Rams beating the Giants, the Lions, and the Texans in back-to-back-to-back weeks. Now we've entered the November part of the schedule, the latter half of the season here. We're starting to get close to those games that matter a lot because now we're starting to see which teams are really going to be contenders, pretenders. Are these guys going to make a playoff push? How is the playoff seeding going to happen? And this is the next big game on the schedule. Rams versus Titans. This one is back in Los Angeles. So the Titans will be traveling to sunny California. That's from uh, your neck of the woods to your old stomping grounds, which is kind of cool. Yeah. And I think this is going to be a cool game. And again, there is a few ties here. The Roger Saffolds of the world obviously played with the Rams in their nice run to the Super Bowl as well as many, many years before. I mean, this guy was drafted in the second round of the same draft with Sam Bradford. I felt like that was like a million years wow. ago at this point. So kind of crazy to think. And obviously he's had an amazing run with the Tennessee Titans too, all the way to the AFC championship game uh, just a few seasons ago. But after three relatively simple games, the schedule is about to get real tough here. The Rams, the Titans, what are you looking out for in this one?
0: Yeah, this is the primetime segment right here because this is a Sunday night football game on NBC followed by our next game we'll talk about is a Monday nighter on the road. So two primetime games here in this segment and two really deserving teams of that. And you mentioned the Tennessee Titans and you almost started getting tears in my eyes. When you're talking about Roger Saffold. That might go down <laughs> as one of the players that hurt the most when he left. Like that was one of those guys where I was like, throw the dollar bills at him. That is a staple of our line. Imagine having Saffold and Whit were still together on that same offensive line. Uh, It just would be a different team. And really you could look at it in so many different ways. Um, on how we've made a run over the last couple of years. But uh, one of my favorites, he might go, depending on how John Johnson's career kind of goes, it might be Saffold and John Johnson as my two players that are going to just crush my heart every time I see them where they're at now. Mm -hmm. But um, for the game itself, man, this goes back to like in the offseason and hearing all this Julio Jones talking, where's he going to land? And I was just, I remember saying like anywhere but NFC West and then he lands in Tennessee and I'm like, oh, that's awesome. Then I look at the schedule and I'm like, ah, crap. Sunday night, we get to see him. So it's not as bad as it could have been, right? We could have saw this guy twice a year, and, and those teams are going after him. San Fran, Seattle, they were making aggressive moves to go get him. Tennessee Titans land him. What does he have left? We'll find out, uh, you know, hopefully by week nine and, and see if he's still, you know, there's a lot of talk on him being injury prone, even though he's played a lot of games over the last couple of years. years. Um, just really curious what he can do with Tannehill. Tannehill uh, in a really good offense right now and has quietly been a guy who is, Crazy consistent. And I saw a stat yesterday in an interview with Tannehill, and they said, out of since Tannehill got put into the starting role in Tennessee, only two quarterbacks have more passing touchdowns than him. That's Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers. He is number three on that list since becoming a starter in Tennessee. Really, not giving the credit that he deserves. Another guy, maybe a little fantasy sleeper if you don't care about the early quarterbacks. Um, but mm-hmm. just really curious how how he's going to match up against this offense. Derrick Henry is a monster, and you got to tackle him with a bunch of guys. So one of the few guys I think Aaron Donald probably looks at and is like, "Damn, I got to tackle that guy." Um, and then he throws him on the ground in a body, you know, suplex, and and you know can take care of it. But this is going to be a really good game. I think offense and defense. This is a Titan team that can make a run in the AFC. I think they're going to be making noise in the playoffs. I think they are going to be one of those contenders, as you said, contender pretender. This game will be a fun one and could be one of those flashbacks to that Super Bowl, that one yard short that will always mm-hmm. be together in this game. You know, you're going to see it pregame on Sunday night football. Um, so there's no love lost between these two teams. And it's just going to be a really, really great game. And I'm actually, as you mentioned, a little annoyed that it's out in LA, not here in my backyard, in Nashville, and I can go to this one. But uh, all you guys out so far, get loud, man. It's gonna be a great game. I, I call it a W. Yeah. Uh, just kind of wrap it up. I call it a W yep. just because I'm on this mode where at this point, why not? Yeah. <laughs> I'm so torn on this one.
1: I want to say loss. I want to yeah. say W. <laughs> My head is telling me something. My heart is telling me something else. Uh, and it's tough, man. Like you mentioned, this is a good football team. I mean, they know what they do well, and they are happy to do that time and time again. Run the football, get under center, run play action. And, of course, they got A.J. Brown, one of the best receivers in football, a Yak legend. I mean, if Gerald Everett was good (laughs) at catching the ball and creating yardage after the catch, A.J. Brown is just on a different level. This dude is a monster with the ball in his hands. And now you add Julio Jones to that, I mean, oh, you're talking about maybe the best one-two punch at receiver. I think for my money and for my opinion, I would say that is the best two. Uh, weight receiver duo there in the NFL, and of course they have Josh Reynolds too, the former ran too, so a little bit interesting. I'm gonna also go with a win in this one. I think I'm just going to side with which team is at home. You know, if this was the Titans stadium and we were playing in Nashville and all that kind of thing, then I would give it up to the Titans. I think the Sunday night football aspect of it is going to make the Rams a little bit more eager to perform well. And I feel like they typically do in these moments when they're on TV and, you know, all the lights are on these guys and they're in these high pressure situations. And of course they're home now too. So I'm going to go with the Rams, but this one is literally a coin flip for me. I'm thinking this is going to be one of the more exciting games on the schedule. Cannot wait for that one because that one is going to be so interesting and I think it's going to really tell us a lot about where the Rams are as a team. The one after that, maybe the most hated team for Rams fans around the country, the Los Angeles Rams traveling to play the San Francisco 49ers, the Bay Area. They are going to hit the road on this one. Like you mentioned, it is a Monday night game after playing the Titans on Sunday night. So once again, another high pressure situation, another all eyes on this team, on this game, the bright lights, that good stuff. And the Rams, like I mentioned, lost both games to the 49ers last year. So you can bet you're behind. These guys are going to be pissed off and they probably do not like each other. I mean, why am I saying they probably don't? These guys do not (laughs) like each other. You look at Aaron Donald. You look at Debo Samuel. They've been talking smack for like two seasons now. I got to see it. I got to see it. Is it going to be Jimmy Garoppolo out there? Is it going to be Trey Lance? I don't know. We're about halfway through the season now. Maybe the 49ers have made the switch by this point. Maybe they haven't. But Brad... Man, this one is a
0: juicy one. Where are you going with this one? Yeah, I think my first prediction, it's got to be Trey Lance at that point. Just because I don't think yeah. Jimmy G is going to be healthy. You know, like it maybe yeah. is is a healthy scratch for him and, the, and they make the move. But I really just think Jimmy G uh, is going to be one of the quarterbacks that struggles and then gives up the reins, never sees it again. Um, this one's tough, man, because I think we're splitting this series. And mm-hmm. looking at the way the schedule falls out, we get him again week 18 Uh, the last week of the season at home. And so as much as I hate taking an L (laughs) on national TV, I think maybe this is one where we go on the road and coming off this long, you know, stretch of, as we talked about, if you look at the way it goes, uh, the Rams from week five, go away, away, home, away, home, away. And I'm just wondering, They've got the bye week after that. I'm just wondering at week 10, how much juice did the boys have after flying back around after a tough Sunday night game against Tennessee? I hate to do it, but I've said so many wins at some point I've got to equal out this schedule to kind of find maybe a 12, 13 win team, which I think they are. And I'm going to go a loss here. And I'm hoping that that's motivation, right? Three in a row. That would be, and that would be, you know, as we talked on that episode of the Shanahan versus McVay, it feeds into all those Shanahan heads that are like, ah, McVay's, garbage. can never beat us. Uh, it's going to feed into that, but it's just going to set him up for hopefully what is a big win at the end of the year to take the division and kind of just say, okay, you guys aren't going to the playoffs because we beat you now. And, um, but I'm going to take the L here as much as it hurts me because there, if you, if you gave me one game or two games that you could circle right away as W's, I'd start at San Fran. I'd probably go to Seattle next and then I'd start rounding it up because we all know we're going to beat Arizona twice. Um, but I'm going to say L here and it hurts to say it. Yeah, I hate myself, too. I got to go with an L here as well. <laughs> <Damn> <laughs> I feel like we're just copying each other <laughs> yeah. at this point. I and we hate it.
1: Yeah, it's this is not a good one you want to put an L next to, unfortunately. But if the Rams are rattling off a four-game win streak like we expected against the Giants, the Lions, the Texans, and the Titans – I mean, they can afford a loss at this point, especially like you mentioned on the road, they got the next game against the 49ers at home to end the season. And presumably the Rams are going to be in a position where they're fighting for playoff seating and not really, you know, a playoff spot or something like, you know, even worse than that draft pick positioning or something like that. So they should presumably have a lot of juice in that last game against the 49ers. So I'm going to chalk this one up as an L, but I mean, it's really hard to say right now, because if it's Jimmy Garoppolo out there, I feel pretty good about the Rams chances. No offense to Jimmy G, but if it's Trey Lance out there, you know, is he on the field for the first time? Is this his first time starting or is he seven games into his career and a little bit more comfortable? Because if it's early in his career, I might still side with the Rams. You know, this is a hard defense to go against, especially, you know, if you're early into your career as a rookie and a guy that only played one collegiate season at North Dakota State. I don't know what division football that is, but I'm pretty sure there's not many Jalen Ramsey's and Aaron Donald running around against the North Dakota State Bisons or whatever his football team was called. So, you know, this is a big game. I think. Depending on these circumstances here, if it's his early season game or, you know, if Trey Lance is comfortable, is it Jimmy Garoppolo? It's hard to say, is George Kittle going to be healthy? This is a guy that hasn't stayed healthy for the last few seasons, as well as Debo Samuel. So a lot of question marks, a lot of variables. But just knowing that the Rams do have this team again in the final game of the season, I'm going to chalk this one up as an L, though I think it could definitely go either way. And I do hate myself as well for putting an L there, so (laughs) you don't need to yell at me. Trust me, I understand. It sucks. That was week 10. Going into week 11, the Los Angeles Rams do have a bye week, like Brad mentioned. And then they go into the last part of their schedule, which we will continue to break down in another podcast that is going to do it for this episode. As always, I appreciate you guys so much for listening to another episode here at the Locked on Rams podcast. Make sure to keep checking in throughout the rest of the week for everything you need to know about your Los Angeles Rams, as well as the preview to the final and third preseason game for the Rams heading into Saturday prior to the NFL season coming around. Just a reminder, you guys can come connect with us on Twitter at MEP and at Locked On Rams. Of course, you can also subscribe to us on YouTube at LockedOnRams and please subscribe or follow to get our latest episodes, content, breaking news, and a whole lot more.